This is the Dear Warren Podcast. Welcome to the podcast here. We are with War Games. In this edition, we are joined by Jessica. Hello. And the roles have been reversed, folks. Uh, this time, I'm going to attempt to do what Jess is expertly able to do, and that is play the video game uh, while uh, I guess I somewhat tried to attempt to comment over it. But Jess is now hands-free and has <laughs> full control over the, the conversation because... Um, um, I, I just tried warming up a bit prior playing this game and I get extremely focused while, while I'm playing. So if there's dead, uh, dead air, it's because I am too, um, um, enraptured with this game, which is, uh, their latest installment for Nintendo switch. And it's beautiful. What is it? It is a platformer. If, if anyone's ever played Mario 64 or the previous uh, uh, incarnations, including like Mario Galaxy, uh, you run around, it's bright, it's vibrant, you can uh, so this is jump Ma- on platforms. Mario Odyssey, right? Yes, Super Mario Odyssey. Super can, Mario Odyssey. You can uh, uh, jump on things, you can roll into them, there's a bunch of... Uh, uh, other movement mechanics you have you can go high you can go low i'm not sure if you can go swimming yet i'm almost positive you can um but yeah with this game it's it's a lot of they really focus on fun and uh, if you've ever played any of like the lego games uh such as uh lego star wars or lego batman harry potter it it has that aspect to the game as well too and i'm right now i'm running around I'm, i'm getting my feet wet as far as like uh, the the movement and the controls, because I know there's like some basic things you can do as far as like the the, the super somersault stomp, you can do the things like a long jump. Um, and why don't you explain the the new mechanic in the game that I'm doing right now? So this is like we said, Mario Odyssey latest installment in Switch. So. Mario historically has different things that you can do. You can become things. You can become raccoons. You can become, you know, someone who, who shoots fire. So uh, Nintendo's latest way of integrating. Oh, crap. <laughs> and you've fallen off a cliff. Well, I'm, I'm trying uh, can, out can we the play horse with jumping. how many times you die? Because that, can that be an that? H? That's an H. Oh, I'm gonna I'm Four gonna spell I'm gonna spell horse falls off the cliff over <laughs> and over. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, so you have a hat. In this game, affectionately... Mario always has a hat. Yes, but in this game, affectionately, is called Cappy. So, Cappy, you what's can... The, what's the storyline behind it again? Like, Bowser kidnaps Peach, and Bowser then... Bowser always kidnaps Peach. But in, Like, in, Peach, in, you, in need like case, a, you need, like, a boot to be on your leg, like an ankle, <laughs> like a jailbreak ankle, where, like, you can't leave the house, because, girl, I don't know what you're doing to get out of there. Like, every time you get, like, stolen for years and years, and you would think you would learn, but no, Mario... Well, well, well Mario was her, her boot, apparently. Always That's comes true. back. He, he's, like, the... the he's the forever, he's he's the forever a friend-zone, does he not? They he's never the have a romantic relationship, do they? I believe so. Do they? I think there's been fan fiction written. Oh, <laughs> let's not Google that. Uh, <laughs> Dramatic fan fiction reading of Mario and Princess Peach next episode. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have Cappy, and you can, you know, throw him and take over the bodies of dinosaurs and frogs. And what are these guys called? The bomb guys? Chomp chomp, chomp chomp chomps so you can basically take over a chomp chomp become a chomp chomp for a short period of time and, and do things 
Um, so that's sort of the Tom Chop is one of like the other enemies. So you can right, take and I don't want to say it's a gimmick because it sounds like it's a bad thing, right? Why would you say such but a it's thing? like their special thing that you mm-hmm. can do. And if you were to play two player, which I would consider, even though they promote this as a two player game, it's kind of a gimmicky two player game where yeah, it's it's not really like two players simultaneous where like both of you are doing like two Mario's or a Mario and Luigi. It's like. Mm-hmm. One person controls Mario and the other one controls the cap. And I think it would be something if the second person wholly controlled the cap. Like if the second person didn't make the cap move. Like the mm-hmm. second person literally is the cap that you can kind of throw yourself off of Mario's head and hit things. Mm-hmm. So if you were the cap and then you like as player one couldn't be the couldn't make the cap go at the same time, I think it would be a much better mechanic, but player one kind of overrides everything. So I'm not if I'm not fast enough to cap something player one can kind of interfere mm-hmm. which kind of in my opinion gets rid of two player like you need to be wholly dependent upon the two player experience in order to make it better more interesting uh so one of the other things about mario odyssey is you have moons little half crescent moons that you collect to and power up your ship to, to chase after because because originally when when bowser kidnapped um uh peach uh he got away in his in his ship and mm. you're trying to pursue him in your ship and to warp to worlds, I think. So, uh, this obviously is the the first few first few times I've played this. I can count on one hand how many times I've played this game thus far. I've been putting it off, but there's been a lot of uh, uh, other people and coworkers who have gotten deep into the game and pretty much already beat it already. <laughs> so if 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 I have that part of the storyline down, if he, if 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 it's powering the moons to get the ship because it is the only way to travel if there's time travel or dimensional travel i'm sorry if i get the specifics wrong because we all know how near and dear uh certain video games are to people so and if i and if we get the lore right they're gonna be like well Well, you 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 do realize that the flux capacitor to this is is powered by purple moons to be fair it's exactly how you would feel if someone's trying to mess up like zelda story or something oh that's true the different franchises are different have different importance to people and yeah. were you a big mario kid when you were younger uh not i wouldn't say huge but i was it was definitely always whenever nintendo releases their systems um it's you can always count on uh their core titles to always be like their hits their main reason for you to get the uh the that the console mm-hmm. so and and i would argue that it's like mario it's zelda it's metroid it's um, Smash Brothers is mm. usually comes out with it as well too, and uh, and a handful of of other games. So, but Mario and Zelda are usually trading the top spot for like the must have top game. And 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 I would gather that everyone who's owned a Nintendo or a variation of the Nintendo systems over over the years, for each one that they've owned, they've I would put money down that they've had. Uh, at least a Mario and a Zelda title in their mm-hmm. collection for each of those systems. Now, did you, you obviously had a Nintendo, you had Super Nintendo, um, or were there any other Nintendo based systems? Obviously until we got the Nintendo Wii many years ago, were there any sort of in between systems? Did you have, um, N64? Did you have, Oh, the jump from that. Um, I, yeah, I, I had N64. I bought it like way past its prime, mm-hmm. um, for like $20 Yep. and I got the system along with a couple of controllers as well as like, like 10 games. Right. And with it came, um, uh, Mario and, and Zelda. Uh, but I spent, spent most of my time playing WWF No Mercy, yeah, that was a good which, one. which was, is still considered one of the best, uh, 
professional wrestling games on a video game system. Mm. And that was way back, like pre-2000. So that's another that's another whole story. And that's another whole uh, war games, if we ever get to it, if I can never find a version of that game. Oh, that'd be, that'd be so but, cool. Even if we got an emulator <laughs> or a ROM for it, I think we could do something. And um, I, I put down the controller right now in case anyone's wondering, well, oh, he's actually talking now. I put down the controller. <laughs> and when you do that and you leave Mario idle in this game, he will actually lie on his back and fall asleep. And a little birdie just landed on, on his nose and his... <laughs> Just, so a nice little touch. sitting there, pecking at him. So, I mean, obviously, when you think about sort of Nintendo systems historically, we had, you know, Nintendo, which was 8-bit, mm. and then we had Super Nintendo, which is 16. Mm-hmm. Then you made the jump from Super Nintendo to, was it 2N64, or was there one in between? I can't remember. It's been so long ago, but I would gather yes. Yes. Okay. I can't name it myself. They, they, they never, I don't think they ever really did anything 32-bit. Was there so. GameCube that was a Nintendo? Uh, no, GameCube was definitely uh, Nintendo. So we had 64 and then GameCube. But I think when, obviously, the going to 64, that was the first time you had 3D. Yes. And then going to the Wii is when you first had motion control for Nintendo mm-hmm. systems. That was Mario Galaxy as well, and then too, there which was, was an incredible game. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Wii U, which I kind of, Wii didn't buy. And then now the Nintendo Switch. I kind of felt that, although there is motion controls in the Switch... Nintendo seemed to have gone away from forcing the motion control if you don't want it. Oh, yeah. The thing with the motion controls, a little history behind Nintendo and a little history behind the console, quote, wars in general. Uh, let me see. As I, as I attempt to play and do historical narrative at the same time. And this will just show you how many times I've told this story in, in, in the past. The big three that have always been in contention ever since like uh, Sony made their put their hat in the game with a uh, PlayStation was uh, Nintendo Xbox with their uh, uh, Microsoft Xbox with their system and uh, Nintendo. And over the years, it's always been like an arms race with them as far as who had the quote best console. Uh, as far as like the, the the engine behind it, oh, which one has the best graphics, man? Which one has the best processor, man? And um, at at a certain point, like Nintendo just couldn't really compete with them. Like uh, Microsoft is Microsoft, and Sony is Sony, and they were just coming out with really uh, hardcore systems as far as uh, the performance that they could do. And not only that, Nintendo had a few snafus. Um, where where they stayed with cartridges and then like remember the the when the DVDs first came out, uh, Sony and the PlayStation itself was was PlayStation Two uh, specifically sold so many units because it had the capability to play DVD players and was also cheaper than uh, uh, than than many 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 DVD mm-hmm. players at the time too. So people bought the system strictly as a DVD player, but also at the same time. It came with incredible games on it as well, too, of an ext- and an extremely vast library. And, and isn't it the saying that the the publisher doesn't? I mean, they make very small margin on the console, but all the money that they make is generally the games. Yeah, I think that. What what is that in marketing or sales? That's called like the razor blade. Um, um, I think so. Yep. Uh, it's uh, well because concept because where, of razor blades. So yeah. if you've noticed when you buy a razor blade, you can buy the handle for fairly inexpensive. You'll get like a gift pack or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it is the follow-up purchases of the razor blades, which to keep replacing, you know, every, yeah. before the the you know advent of things like Dollar Shave Club, are the cartridges are ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. So, going with the, the that current trend of what was happening in the in the console market, um, 
I put that on the controller. <laughs> and once again, as I put that on the controller, Mario falls asleep. I, I'm well, on the first level, a lot folks. Of, a lot of controller putting down there. I, well, I'm, I'm, go, I'm getting deep into uh, uh, historical narrative. If mm-hmm. it was something where I was making it up off the top of my head, I can probably bullshit my way around. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I have very, very newfound respect uh, over the recent episodes of, of Jess being able to comment and tell stories while playing at the same time in high-pressure situations. But for something like this, I really, really wanted to dedicate my attention. Notice how he just kind of breezed past the compliment. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yes. Um, the the So, essentially, Nintendo, in, in that arms race, uh, oh, they, they also stuck to cartridges, which was, like, weird at the time because everyone was moving to, to like, a uh, the, the, the DVD or, like, a CD format. Mm-hmm. And so other the third-party developers third party meaning like anything outside of nintendo didn't want like it was hard for them to develop their games for uh you, you know how these days when a, a game come out a game comes out like a hitman or a god of war i'm, I'm dating myself obviously <laughs> but um uh, the most recent the wwe game that comes out mm-hmm. or the nhl or the maddens they come out you see it in the commercial oh out for xbox and playstation you know a port yeah yeah and and it's easier to port to those two systems as opposed to you a lot of the times the Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. And so Nintendo lost out on a lot of like huge titles back then, like at the gra- like a like a Grand Theft Auto. Although it was Grand Theft Auto for both. Oh, I can't remember. Mm. In any case, Nintendo was just not keeping up with the game. So by the time the the next iteration, uh, so it was going to be uh, Xbox One, I believe, was was the next one, and PS3 was the next one. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo needed something to, you know, come out for you know the upcoming holiday season and so they went in a totally different direction where Mm -hmm. they introduced the wii as you said the motion controls and the the, one of the key titles that i'm pretty sure it came with it was wii sports yes remember that sleeper hit of the year right oh my god and and all you saw was was just I remember getting that system and it like every single holiday party that we went to, it was like the smash hit. Like n- no one was drinking. Everyone was trying to do Wii golf or Wii bowling. It, it was, it was crazy because it, it just introduced a new concept that no other system had done before. And not only that, it was a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the PlayStation three got released at $600. Oh yeah. And, and, the, Wii and, was... and the Wii was two fifty. I remember you waited in line for the Wii too. Yes, because it, we, uh, I, due to that low price point and like it, it created a lot of buzz. And so this was one of the first things. Besides, I remember the last time I ever stayed online was for Halo 2 for like its early release or something. I reserved it or I, I don't know. But in this case, I waited online for like a ticket to like, oh, yes, you will guaranteed a Wii when, come uh, re- re- release day. And it basically did the same thing of like, introduced casual gaming mm-hmm. to a, a large market and also grabbed a lot of mindshare with Nintendo of just being fun. So and they also did it well. Absolutely. The motion controls out the gate, out the box were done well. There was no hot fixes. For, for, for some of their, for, for their particular titles, there were still a lot of crap games that right. I, I remember but playing I a couple of so games. So it was like, the capability is... of the system yeah. As a, a whole, in terms of the games published by Nintendo for Nintendo, mm-hmm. yes, obviously, you know, Nintendo can only quality control so much. If you have mm-hmm. another publisher doing a port, meaning porting from one native system to another, and or just creating your title for multiple systems, you're going to get that in any in any. I mean, you're going to get that with the Switch too. 
but it is, you know, and you're a dinosaur right now. <laughs> yes, I am a T-Rex. So in this game, you can, you can use your hat, and as we said, you can possess enemies. Not only can you possess enemies, but there are other, I guess, environment characters that are in this game that you can... <laughs> and so basically, uh, you're, you're, the best way to describe it is I'm a T-Rex at a Jurassic Park right now. Yeah, and and not and when I and when I mean just like straight out of Jurassic Park, that's exactly what Wait, I turn mean. Turn around. Let me take a picture. Turn around. Oh yeah, see. get turn that around. nice mug. Let's see, Dino, don't move, don't move. Look at you go. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, oh, and I can jump too, right? Is there? Uh, you can. I you can't jump very far because you're a little stubby T-Rex, but. How do I jump though? No, I'm hitting. I'm basically hitting all the buttons. Anyway, so I just came this way. Anyway. Maybe I was wrong. Uh, so you know, we you talk about the historical precedence of video game systems. Where do you think it goes next? I mean, we're at the Switch now, which kind of pulled back on the motion controls, although still present. Gives you a controller that feels very console-like. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a small system. It's a portable system. So the the thing that um, Nintendo did with the Switch that PlayStation and Xbox still can't really do, and if you, not counting the PSP, which I think was not a direct. I mean, it was a subsidiary, like a Game Boy system, which means it had different titles and everything. But mm-hmm. to have your main system, like your PS4, now be PS4 portable, mm-hmm. this is what Nintendo's effectively done with the Switch. Yes, the 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 Switch was meant for um, to 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 kind of actually work in in my opinion it works in with the niche market and also a bit of the it's a sign of the times because they know that there's like a lot of uh media to consume and they know that a lot of people when they play video games or uh, especially on a console what you do it takes up a uh you know the big screen tv in the middle of the living room and so and they also know that you know there's a bunch of great content out as far as netflix and mm-hmm. other streaming services so it's kind of like what if you kind of want to do both or what if the parents want to play the video games or uh what if one person in your house wants to play the video games and <laughs> so let's say it's the other way around let's say uh, the kids want to watch cartoons but you want to keep playing right. nintendo so as it would the, be in our house <laughs> so the, with this the as far as the switch and this is outside the context of super mario but uh also I guess it's still within the context because it is. Um, well, Nintendo. I think you're talking about mobile media and the increase yeah. of multi devices in mm-hmm. the home. So, mm-hmm. so, so then you, you're able to switch off and let, uh, as we're playing on the big screen right here, make it go to the little portable part of of the the console. Pull it out of its uh, what is it? It's a home base port. Slap the controllers on, and for four five hours of battery life, you yeah. can play the game and. Hopefully, uh, the person's not uh, binging Breaking Bad or something because they'll be there for all weekend. Right. And then uh, once they're done with the TV, you can just pop the the Nintendo Switch back in and play Mario back on the, on the big screen seamlessly. Mm. So that's I, I think that's the when you were asking like what's the niche that it fills. I I, I believe it's that. And yeah. I mean, it functions very much like the other devices that you have. Your iPad, you can use for X amount of oh, hours. Yeah, it has a touch screen. I remember, like, you can use the touch. You know, we you didn't can touch even the realize screen. there was a touch screen. And I didn't want to because I don't like I don't like fingerprint smudges <laughs> on the screen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it functions very much the same way. There's constant marketing research coming out, and I don't want to quote numbers because I'll get them wrong. But it's it's interesting where the amount of people that are on multiple devices or looking at multiple devices at the same time is is a ginormous at this point where someone would be watching tv on their phone 
on their phone, but also on their tablet, doing this and doing that. So there's a whole marketing mix about talking about how do you get them in both places. Oh, geez. Really? Not necessarily at the same time, but how to understand that, you know, timing of things as well as this idea that, you know, you can only place a TV ad because people are going to be watching TV when in reality mm. they're going to be half watching TV yes. and scrolling through Facebook. So it's almost oh. an attention split. So how much do you pay for right? how much of the attention that do you they think have? That's what, do you think that's what people do? Uh, well, I don't even have to ask you that because we do that. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching a program, all of a sudden the commercial hits. And we're on our phones like, oh, okay, let, let's see what happened. Like, maybe, do you think they have an analytic about that as far as like TV shows? And then like when commercial time comes, can they analyze like, oh, there's a bump in like Facebook views or something? Oh, I'm sure you one would argue, especially if you look probably mm-hmm. at the, the big game or yes. a, a football or something, commercials versus. So they're probably planning for that now. Oh, absolutely. Where they, where they, where they absolutely release are. Or they release content specifically during commercial time for, for people to like jump to. Now the platform's. The native platforms don't mm. allow for that level of granularity. However, you can choose certain hours. Certain I, th- times I just of thought day. of it. So, some marketing person must have like at least thrown that like crazy addictive idea out there. I I'm, think, not, I'm not saying it's a good idea. No, but I think what it does is it tells you to go against your first gut reaction mm. and to look at at multiple angles or be at multiple places at the same time because people's minds are in multiple places at the same time. Dude, I. Uh, I'm guilty, uh, and you're you're guilty of it too. Like we even like we're on our devices at times, like during slow parts of like uh, a, a, a show that's on. Oh, even if we are we are supposed to be engaged in, let's say, a Breaking Bad or something. It's like, oh, okay, so and so is getting killed again. Boop. Let me let me check. <laughs> let me check my feed. Right. The ability for television to keep your attention holistically anymore, I think, is out the window. I don't think. For a certain age demographic, anyway, or a certain profile of, of gadgety younger people in, you know, maybe metropolitan areas. Like, we're not, none of us are really paying full attention to anything at any given point, I would say. When we attempted to do this podcast previously, we tried to do it. Uh, this is, I think this is our second take already. Of, um, uh, we, I with, was really with Jess, tired. <laughs> with, with Jess playing. But uh, during her playthrough of, of Mario, uh, there were a bunch of like, especially in the intro areas, like little pop-ups of like, oh, do this move. This is mm-hmm. how you do this move. Hey, there's a suggestion of, of how to do uh, so-and-so. And I wanted to point out that notice if you look inside the Super Mario box, mm-hmm. do you see a, like, a, like a physical manual? Oh, no, not anymore. No. I see song lyrics, which is an interesting choice. But oh, song lyrics. Directions are no longer a thing. Physical directions? What's mm-hmm. that? So it's kind of like they build the... So it's two things. Yeah, they build the tutorial right into the game, but it's also at the same time. Um, I like you. You notice when you play certain games now, like within, uh, let's say it's an adventure game and you're swinging a sword. Within like the first two swings of the sword, there's like Xbox achievements of first kill. Oh, so and so, you hit him with the three point combo and like little little bits of uh, the little reward system just over and over and over. And so this constant like electronic feedback to as you said. Um, keep your attention and so now it's almost like an arcade style of like every like 10 steps oh you took another 10 steps congratulations you know just to keep you like looking at the game as opposed to please please don't look at your phone please don't look at your phone please don't change the channel please don't do something else please keep looking at me look at me look at me it you know it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes and if you talk about what's next in a video game system like what is next do we talk about vr do we talk about ar um, augmented AR with, reality. With, with uh, what is it? Pokemon Go already happened, right? 
I mean, yes, it, it did was, happen. It, was, it, it did happen, and it was it, it was huge as far for as a short the, period of as time. far as the longevity of it. That could be argued in another case, but in its initial hit, it 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 did all the things right. I mean, it could. The argument is it could have been better. Yes, did yes. we know that it was just a skin on a previously existing game? Yes. yes, but it shows the potential of AR and social media. Correct. Absolutely. So. I mean. There was even a little AR feature in one of the the web tools that we were using to create images for the podcast where I could actually like place it almost like an album cover, like the image on a table or, or something very uh-huh. much exactly AR. They did away with the feature. I guess they were just testing it. But um, if it's AR, then what's the device? And is it a wearable device versus a not wearable device? It's a very interesting space. And obviously, we expect historically for Nintendo to do something different than Xbox and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder, too, from a graphic representation, like how much more graphical can these things get without going to AR, right? No longer, especially with 4K TVs and, mm-hmm. you know, different displays. It's like the picture itself doesn't need to get any clearer. Like, I think we're there. <laughs> so it's a matter of, okay, now can where can we put that picture to make it more interesting and engaging? So... I'm excited to see what happens. I think we have a couple years, at least on the Nintendo side, although I feel like PS, PlayStation's due for a reboot soon, right? I am not sure about as, as far as... I've, I, I never really follow the other company. Maybe every once in a while, Xbox, but even Xbox, I don't... Um, it's been a while, as, I, it, yeah. as, as, you, as evidenced by when we got our new TV stand and we were uh, clearing out yeah. old games and old old systems. And I think since you were talking about cartridges, mm. one thing to notice about the Switch is that they do have cartridges, which are kind of like the size of a, less, smaller than a quarter, really, it, it feels like, like the, at this point. They're like point. the old school, uh, what is it, Nintendo DS cartridges. Correct. A little notice. bit, actually a little bit smaller than those. But yes, mm-hmm. uh, you can also obviously download these games via the Nintendo store. So for, for certain games. For certain games. And then there are only, there are no games that are available in cartridge that you can't download. But then there are extra games that you can download that don't have a cartridge, especially third-party sleeper hits from mm-hmm. different publishers and Stardew Valley being one that I downloaded on the Switch. So, you know, it used to be in previous systems that you had to have physical cartridges because the system itself did not contain the space to house all of the information that you needed. Mm-hmm. Well, with the Switch and, you know, with the Wii, but specifically the Switch, you can just use a, a micro SD card. And nowadays, so it's like a hybrid of it. Right. So nowadays, micro SD cards are ridiculously inexpensive. I mean, you can get... Comparatively. Comparatively. I mean, $40 for, I think, maybe a 256 gigabyte SD card or something mm-hmm. that really that small. So you could feasibly just download every game. And then it, so we start to talk about like content over a platform. Like, mm-hmm. does it transfer? Does it not transfer? And generally, it hasn't transferred. But I think it'd be interesting to see if with the next systems is, you know, people expect to port their media from device to device. Mm-hmm. If, you know, that will be a thing and, and if it won't. So it'll be really interesting to see how that, that works. It's kind of like the Netflix model where, um, you know, you, you can watch it anywhere or play it anywhere or uh, like a Spotify model where you can listen this way, that way, the other thing. And if even if you talk about like an iTunes model where you would have bought an album, then you have it quote unquote forever. Mm-hmm. Just be interesting to see how games c- or gaming systems could or could not adapt for it. I don't necessarily know that they could afford to have a, have a one buy forever type system, but I wonder what, from a consumer basis, what people will demand and what they'll deliver. I think it will, it, you, you, you brought up a good point as far as just like asking like what, what, what's next with technology and you move on to like the next video game system. Obviously, you're seeing stuff with like the Oculus Rift. And um, so that's AR, VR. It's, 
games will always move and probably either with or 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 follow whatever the like the latest you know new, new hotness is as far as as as, as technology and what we're what you're what you're seeing especially with this blend as you said of uh of um um, um cloud with physical storage with sd cards with touch screens with portability you're seeing a bit of uh maybe like a last hurrah or uh, as far as like the blend of mm -hmm. all those things together and until you know that that oculus or the htc vive vibe whatever you call it is is into place um um you're probably not going to see that much innovation. And I think it also be, will be interesting to see that with that, there's two ways to go about it. Obviously there's, you know, completely continuing to push that aspect of it and go VR and go AR. And I think there's also an equal movement to go against all of that and mm. bring it back to engagement with people and getting <laughs> off your device and, um, you Which know, is a goal for people. Yeah. Goals. I'm sure. I wonder how many people have that as a goal. Or New, New Year's resolution. Oh, I wonder I like, if they like, pulled. Like, who? Who's New I Year's? Want, I wonder who if if we plan that segue or <laughs> so. I mean, you just I know gave I away, didn't. You gave away all our secrets. I, I know I didn't because uh, I'm too focused on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't think for shit right now. <laughs> I'm a T-Rex again. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, be a T-Rex. Uh, I mean, I wonder too. Obviously, you'll never know. But how mm. many people? Like, no one said on you know. New Year's Eve, 2017. I want. I am voting to use my phone more. That's my resolution. Use my devices more. Uh -huh. No, we all know that. If anything, it was use my devices less, and uh, it's very. It's almost like part of me feels that that's sad, but part of me feels that that's necessary, and the other part of me empathizes, but also wonders, you know, what sort of world we are in, and uh -huh. and things like that. But I think. If that's a goal for you. I know I want to use it less. My yes. personally, there's a an app. It's called Moments, which will track. <laughs> I have mentioned this so many times on the podcast, <sighs> specifically in reference to you. But I think it, it's fun coming from the source. <laughs> it tracks how much you use your gosh darn phone, and I apparently have a very bad problem. <laughs> And it's not as much as, you know, they talk about the hours that you're on your phone. And, you know, I think they say if you're on over three hours or two hours a day, it'll mark you as like being a delinquent. Isn't, isn't it something that you could set, though? Or is it built into it's the built app? built into the <gasps> app. I was under the impression that you set yourself a goal. No, they just that. yell at you. They set that goal for you. And it's so like it's an arbitrary goal of three hours more or more on this app or your phone well, is bad. It's kind of like if you're less than two hours, like you stay green. If you go two to three, you're yellow. And then yes. over three, you're like red. And Interesting. And the first day I used it, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say this, but the first day I used it, I think I was at four and a half hours. That sounds about right. With like 98 pickups of my phone. <laughs> oh, it, it actually does like... How many uh, times you picked up your phone. A little more deeper analytics. Now, full transparency, if you use Google Maps, if you're looking up at a recipe, if you're watching a video, obviously all these things count. Yes. Um, I think you can set certain like GPS, like Google Maps, you can say that it's not, you know, it's not, doesn't really count or whatnot. Uh, but I, you know, it's terrible. And I've, even this week, I mean, I can tell you exactly. And it's, it's really not cool. 
in terms of it's cool because it works. It's not cool because of how much time I spend on my phone, but also it does, you know, you talk about emails and things. So if we took the past, what would say is Thursday. So on Monday I was on my phone for two hours and 30 minutes. So I oh. got, I am uh, nice and yellow. Tuesday I was on for three hours and five minutes with 67 pickups. Jeez. Yesterday I was on for five hours and 23 minutes. Wait. That was because I was doing a lot of cooking yesterday, but I was still on it, right? So I could have easily printed that out and then check marked it off. But five hours? Yes. You're not cooking for five hours. No. How? But how did it jump to five hours? It was just it was just five hours yesterday. Of so cumulative. Of, cumul- so what happens well, is did you were you using the 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 Google Maps? Where did you did you drive to? What did we do yesterday? So the thing to think, <laughs> <laughs> say this is this is how you start to assess your life and realize how how you've gone astray. Uh, what happens, truthfully, is that if you just leave your phone down, the new iPhones don't shut off. This will just stay the screen forever. So what happens is I don't always... It counts that time. Yes, it counts oh. that time. So it, was I really looking at the phone for five hours? No. You see, it would be more interesting if, if uh, you, you, as soon as you open an app, like a Facebook or an Instagram... Then it starts uh, accumulating. Well, it does, time. but unless I didn't you, put you, it. To, I didn't do this. Like I didn't hit the side button to oh, let it so go black. Oh, so you left Facebook open and then you just put the phone down. Right, and it wasn't oh. Facebook. It was that's the recipe part of it. I had a recipe open. Oh, I had it plugged okay. in because uh-huh. I was charging, and then it just mm-hmm. stayed open. Now, one would argue that I so, should. There's well, flaws. Well, there's inherent yeah. flaws in, in the system, of course. Well, it, it's technically not a flaw because no. that's you know you you are on whatever app and it's it's tracking you on that app and it it doesn't know that you put the phone down and you're not there. It's just that you kind of left it open. It's kind of like uh, the the phone battery doesn't know that you're not there. It's just going to keep draining because it thinks yeah. So um, maybe you, there's a little more of like. Uh, self-critical analysis you have to do when it comes to tracking this of just like, all right, it says five hours, but let me really think about it. What would realistically, what do you think? You, how long you were on the phone yesterday? Probably three hours. I would say three hours a day. Okay. I would say there probably like what? 20 minutes in the morning when I wake up, you know, you check for lunch. So if I had a podcast, sometimes I listen to podcast apps when I'm walking the dog, that would count. Do you, does it, does it count when, even if like you, you are listening to music that, See, that's, I haven't done that level of testing, to be honest. You should try that because at that point, like you turn the screen off and you can turn the screen off with the podcast as well, too. So I, I think it's so. the screen. I know I'd have to look at the details. I'm anyway. sure there's, there's help and things, but you know, a, as it presently is, give or take a couple percentages, it says I spend six thirty sorry, 30% of my waking life on my phone. Now, even if that's half inaccurate, let's say like that's, yeah. that's you know, half, 50% more. Mm-hmm. I still spend 15% of my waking life on my phone. Mm. And is that an acceptable number for me? Of course not. No, it's not an acceptable number for anybody. Of so, course not. Uh, this app was helpful for me when I was committed to getting less time on my phone. It's like four bucks in the iTunes store. I'm sure there's a ton of different kinds of them. <laughs> Going back though, that's one of my, I don't have resolutions. I think we talked about, I'm not really a resolution-y type person, but it's one of mm-hmm. my sort of betterment goals for the and that's year the, and that's the theme we're trying to do for th- this month of just going over i guess resolutions or goals trying to solicit uh feedback from from our listeners i guess we have to do our uh, some type of campaign on <laughs> speaking of social media <laughs> of 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 just getting i don't know testimonies not testimonies testimonials right no there's a difference between the two not testimonials. We just want... Testimonies is, is like if they're on trial. Well, testimonials right? is if they want to say how much they like us. That's not what we're asking for either. No, 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 no. no. Not, not about 
not about the podcast, but testimonials about uh, of of whatever feedback, feedback. of of whatever uh, uh, goal planning or resolution like uh, uh, work that that they have done. Maybe we have uh, listeners who are very goal oriented and are just able to knock. Uh, uh, like when they want, to, when they put their mind to something, they're just they just knocking down over and over. They're the type of people that like, oh yeah, so and so. I hate hanging around this person because they just whatever they do, they ju- they're just awesome at it. And they just keep doing it, whatever they put their mind to. And then you have another type, maybe the in between type that kind of like you know shoots the breeze, but still gets some stuff done. Um, but at the same time, uh, uh, is able to have fun and they still can get some stuff done, but not as effective as that super motivated person. And then you got the person who's probably, uh, what, what is it that we, it's become almost like a, like a, a a thing now as far as, oh, they, oh yes, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out in this new year. And then within the first three or four weeks, they, uh, they stop going to the gym, you know? You hear about that joke of uh, of gym memberships like mm-hmm. skyrocketing around this time, and then it all kind of just tapers off at, at the end. So I think it would be interesting to hear stories of success or middle success, or hey, I really have a hard problem—not a hard problem, but I I have a problem doing it, and I and I admit to it, and this is why. Maybe you can backseat parent me, or uh, the other people can backseat parent us on like proper goal setting, motivation, etc. Well, that's, I think that's a, a really broad topic. But to your point, I mean, I think feel like resolutions and goal setting are two different things because people who go sell, go, goal set, I would argue, don't really make New Year's resolutions. Burn. No, but realistically, I think it's really kind of interesting to see how different people think about goals and how they track themselves to achievement and what sort of sparks their goal setting for six months, a year, five years. Um, I wonder, too, how many people who set new year's resolutions are successful yes i think there's an inherent successful beforehand or successful at actually uh adhering to their resolution adhering to their resolution Ah, long term and maybe this is because you know my idea of goal setting is a little bit different or maybe i'm just backseat the goal setting i just think by doing new year's resolutions you're inherently putting yourself at a greater chance of failure go on because I feel like if you need to wait to a, to a day, to a start of a day, like the fresh new year, if you need to uh, wait see, for that to mm. set your goal, I think you like the idea of setting the goal more than the goal itself. Well, it also has something to do with just like the, the, the momentum of, of things. That's why I was asking you, like, were they kind of successful prior to doing the resolution or is it just like resolution and then like the success? Meaning that if you're already the type of person that, gets things done then setting a resolution is kind of like just like it's you already have the momentum going you already know what to do in order to like achieve uh uh uh, goals to achieve your Mm -hmm. resolution versus someone who doesn't do any type of goal setting or or really never writes down anything or ever ever really plans ahead and then as you said i feel yeah i'm gonna get with the crowd of 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 resolutions and then like where do I, where do I start? Right. So you take, you take like a really uh, common one. Like, let's say I'm going to, I'm going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get healthier with uh, so-and-so. I'm going to, I'm going to get a diet program. I'm going to do a workout program. I'm going to buy that juicer. I'm going to go on that uh, Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there are people who are uh, already, let's just say 
well into it and, and they and they figured out their 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 proper meal plans or something and their new year's resolution is to get healthier and it's just going to involve like okay i'm gonna uh just add like one thing like let's say i'm already doing a bunch of crazy things um and i'm gonna add a weightlifting program to it they're gonna achieve there's a much higher chance they're gonna achieve their goal uh, or resolution versus someone who has no idea of where to start with the, you know what I mean? But their resolution isn't, let's just get healthy. Their yes. resolution is, I need to lift three times a week, yeah. do this yeah. many reps, this program. And no one talks about it. Like, that's not, from a social media standpoint, that's I, not well, a yeah, resolution. Well, well right. if, if we're talking about from a social media standpoint and like, um, um, yeah, p- putting up the, the image of, look at me, I'm going to do this. And and uh, getting the, the feedback of, oh, that's so good that you're doing that. Yay. And, and kind of like the 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 asking for cheerleaders um, to 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 help you along. Yeah, I understand that. I'm, I, I guess I was going in a in a in a in a vacuum without social media. And I think to clarify my <coughs> grumpiness around New Year's resolutions, <laughs> I don't care in terms of if you have a resolution for yourself and you're internalizing it, and you're gonna achieve it. Goals are goals. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. I guess my issue is public announcement of your New Year's resolution. Um, I mean, there's a person that I had seen who had done like a new year, new me, uh, physical health type resolution. And they announced it by saying, here's my new healthy Instagram page. Follow me to see my journey. And immediately I called bullshit. Oh, like you're not going to be successful. How, how so? Why, why, why'd you call bullshit? Because I, and I feel so True, for true, the full transparency. I, you know, I think the person wants to be to do that. I don't think yes. that they're lying about that. Okay. I just think once again they're putting their effort in the wrong place. You know, go on, go on. If you have a resolution, like I want to be healthy, but the first thing I'm going to do is create a, a healthy Instagram page oh, to document I my journey. See. So I think it's yeah. under the guise of being self accountable. I'm going mm. to show on social media that I'm doing this so that my friends can hold me accountable. And it's like, sweetheart. You have to hold yourself accountable mm. because no one else gives yeah. a crap about your progress. So it's kind of like if you if you took like a if you were able to shrink yourself down into something whatever smaller than Adam and get inside their head and to read their mind. It's probably like the priority that they really deep in deep down inside. The priority number one is uh, uh, get social media famous, and number two is the the, the health part aspect of no. it. Where I no? think, well, no, I think it, I think for some people, yes. Yes. I think in the case that I'm referring part, to yeah. that, I think it's the idea that they feel like they need to be held accountable and social media makes them feel that they're being held accountable. <laughs> However, going back to what I just said, mm. you need to hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. for, to be successful because now people, you know, I'm going to reiterate what I might've said previously is that, and I mean this in the nicest way. Sorry, trying to pass a pen and that didn't didn't work so well. Um, Yes, people care about you. Yes, your mom and dad love you desperately. And your family wants you to be successful in life. And your children look up to you. And your husband thinks you're wonderful or your wife thinks you're great. No one gives a shit about you. There it is. (laughs) Now, do some people care about you? And is that circle fairly small? Yes. But do your friends care if you lose weight or not? Hmm. No. Do your friends care if you do more jujitsu or not or get your next rank? No. It doesn't affect them. 
Eck, you getting your brown belt, getting your black belt, getting your rainbow belt does not really impact me. I want I want to be happy for you. I want You'd you to... You'd be ecstatic if I got a rainbow <laughs> That'd belt. That'd be fantastic. Especially in jiu-jitsu. You look so fabulous. Oh, my goodness. Um, you can't tell what rank I have. Oh, my goodness. Camouflage. <laughs> the camouflage. Where's that key? A camouflage gi. Um, I love you, and I know that would make you happy. Therefore, I would want you to be successful. I, I think that's the first time on the podcast that there was uh, a public outcry of love don't, from don't, just Don't get me. used to it. Uh, <coughs> however, you getting that doesn't affect me, right? My actions affect mm. me. Your actions affect you. So I think a lot of times people are looking for their village or the people around them to hold them accountable, to be their motivation. And the truth of the matter is, it'll never give you what you're looking for. Your mm -hmm. motivation to be most successful in your life needs to come from yourself. Yes. No one cares about you. Mm. No one is going to hurt or help you. It just is what it is. Everyone, humans by nature are self-involved and yeah. Yeah. they, you need to focus on number one and survival, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. So that's kind of what I see when I see people kind of shilling for likes or, or trying to do the validate me, validate me, motivate me, motivate me type thing mm -hmm. is that, yes, does everybody need a little bit of like a thumbs up once in a while? Mm. Sure. Myself included. Do people like it when people <laughs> like their posts and say really nice things about them? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's all part of it. However, if that is and you look internally and you look deep down and the goal that you've set is dependent upon the actions of others or the approval or disapproval or mm -hmm. motivation of others you are at a higher risk of failure. Mm. So going w with that, absolutely agree with uh, what you're saying. I'm also going to add a little bit more to why I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a little more uh, uh, BS as you were, you mm -hmm. were saying as well too, when, when they're like, Oh, well, this is, this is why uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting healthier and I'm going to report on it and follow me on social media about it. Uh, the, 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 the podcast that is, that is coming up with Dr. Tim, we actually touched upon a topic of, uh, uh, he's, uh, Dr. Tim, by the way, is a doctor of, uh, Coun counseling education, counseling education and psychology. Yes. So we touched upon narcissism and I think it, uh, from what it sounds where, going with the backseat parenting theme um, um, where since I talked to a PhD in psychology, <laughs> obviously now I am uh, of the position of authority to, <laughs> to talk about this subject to people. All right. So tongue in cheek folks, don't take this seriously, but y you know, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to narcissism, like uh, immediately, I think a lot of people are going to get like, wait, no, like that, that person's not, not a narcissist just because they want to have, as you said, a little pat on the back or a little motivation from, or accountability from other people. Um, the, the first thing I, I, I would ask is for the audience to not put narcissism immediately into like the negative bag mm. because it, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, it's, 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 it, it's shades of gray. It, it, it's like a spectrum. Like there's extremes to it. You can be a total narcissist all about yourself, all about being self-centered, totally selfish. And then you can, I don't think, I don't think humans are capable of capable being, being totally non-narcissistic or, or totally because you got to eat, you got to, you I know. I mean, so. they literally thought earth was the center of the universe for how many years? <laughs> like, come, you know. Yeah. So when, when it comes to, to, to narcissism, there's like, it's good for you, just not in like huge, huge, huge heavy doses. Like and chocolate cake. <laughs> you would argue that chocolate cake should, <laughs> should, should be, be good breakfast, for you. lunch, uh -huh. and dinner every day. 
But when it comes to uh, that that situation with with a person wanting to you know get healthy and work out, but I have to report this on social media for so it's it's kind of like that is the uh, a bit of the as long as you recognize that that's your ego and that's narcissism uh, at play there, it can probably help you out with okay. I recognize that it's my need for this type of validation along with or a need to be seen as an expert in in uh, health, even though the uh, said person is probably not an expert in health, but the, per- the perceived, uh, uh, what is it, the, the, the picture of it or the air of it, you know. Like when 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 they when when you see an actual marathon champion runner or you see a jujitsu world champion, you want to be like them. You like the idea of having the fame that they have, but not actually putting in the actual work. Right. So, well, you mentioned something earlier, uh, Finstagram. Ah, yes, that was another uh, topic that I learned with Dr. Tim a fake because Instagram. he has two. He, he has uh, two daughters, and she one of them taught that to him. So. <laughs> Instagram is your fake Instagram uh, that many people seem to have. It's, mm. And, you know, it's really interesting that you mentioned, um, you know, you know, world champions of this or, or biggest, uh, most successful people in this or that. I tend to find, I don't know if you would agree that the people that I know in my circles that are most successful, truly successful, mm. talk about it the least. Not only that, they let, they let other people, they let like the other they let other people report their successes for them. Like, it, let's just say it's a it's a jiu-jitsu world uh, championship. I, I I rarely ever see anything about like them uh, winning medals, but I'll suddenly see like a, a BJJ uh, E or or uh, the IBJJF like magazine or their, their reporters talk about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's well, th- go ahead. Well, they they do say that that you would rather have other people talk about you than you talk about yourself. Especially when it comes to the aspect of like fame, right? Like, I mean, you, you don't, you don't like. There's, you there's, mentioned there's, giving there's, your, yourself. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You like you mentioned giving yourself your own nickname. Like you and Amy <laughs> went over it. It's kind of like you can't just talk about. Like you don't <laughs> even earn the right to just talk about yourself. To talk about yourself, you can't give yourself that title or that you know boost. And 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 listen. Obviously, there's this is just you know like my old man grumpy opinion on it. Um, um, and obviously like, Hey, yeah, but you always, you know, you're always pumping up the, the podcast and everything. And the only thing I can say is that this is, uh, this is the only way I know how to do quote self promotion. I think that, that that's, that's what I'm doing, but you know, I leave that to to you, my, my master of marketing. Hey, we have to so. w- look at your new year's resolution post and you got to look at our podcast <laughs> post, get over it. No, uh, you're absolutely right. I think that despite everything that we've just said, obviously it's, an old grumpy man's opinion, a younger grumpy woman's opinion about what I think. It's Why are you still listening to us, folks? <laughs> just just turn it off. Go <laughs> and play Super Mario Odyssey. No, go go know? play in the, how many inches of snow did we get today? Nine to 12 inches of snow today. A very blistering, windy uh, uh, amount, amount of snow. Didn't they call snow. it a bomb? A bomb cyclone bomb. Bomb, bomb cyclone. Bomb again. I don't, it was... Some fancy news name was given to the snowstorm that we had today. Uh, so. So write in, folks. So like, or or we'll do a, a post about it on social media. Oh my goodness. And and you Get know, Instagram the podcast. Instagram it, you know. All the other podcasts. Just, just let me know how, how much how much bullshit I'm full of right, right now, which which I freely admit that that you know that whole like past ten minutes right there. 
of <laughs> what Speak we were talking yourself, about. Speak for yourself, man. I stand by those words. Yes. Um, but no. in, in the spirit of war and games, I am uh, doing figure eights. You <laughs> see. And uh, you can... Uh, do you want to go on another topic or, do you, or should I go no, and jump I, into 2D I, world? No, you can jump into 2D world. Uh, what I do want to say, though, is that I think that anybody who wants to better themselves at any point in their life, in any kind of way, I fully support. I don't want to make it sound like I don't want people to be successful or because they post about it on social media, I want them to fail. It's not the case at all. Um, I think that if we look internally and everyone focuses on themselves themselves and bettering you know themselves truly their, focusing on themselves their relationships with others everybody benefits mm-hmm. by lifting each other up and making each other stronger so oh crap <laughs> no <laughs> so there was a, a bouncing stack of coins so coins no. in mario odyssey are how you if you should die you can get revived and it takes away some coins stack of coins and it just Right over the waterfall. Well, well, it, this one, this stack of coins was hidden, and like I like was just running around, and I ran into a bush, like that, and so, then and then and then like a stack of coins like started like a like a active slinky started jumping around, and so I was like, oh okay, it's gonna stay, but then it just kept going and going, and then it jumped off the cliff. So I do want to point out that while when I play video games, mm-hmm. I progress the storyline, I battle, I collect, I cook, I farm. Eki's been running in figure eights for about the past five minutes. No, I put the controller down. <laughs> and then ran in figure eight. Yes. So, but I was saving it because there's a, the, this is a, a, a killer feature uh, of this game. Because it's, if there's one thing that Mario brings for a lot of people, it's uh, nostalgia. I do, re- and it's one, of, it's, it's, it's one of those video game franchises that it's very hard to find someone who has not heard of this game in fact uh there, there was i and, and i'm calling out karen here <laughs> owner owner of north, of north south that uh i do go on video game rants even in real life with like other uh, of the uh, jiu-jitsu school and i remember asking karen and and she freely admits that she doesn't play uh, a, a lot of video games but she did remember that beyond and she quoted super mario brothers there was really nothing else so to harken back to super mario brothers and to tie it in here this game as far as super mario odyssey it has aspects of the game that that does a callback to the classic super mario brothers 2d thing where right now i'm in 3d and what i'm about to do is that why don't you describe what you see on the side of this mountain So it's like a jumbotron of like a 2D, the 2D version of, you know, (laughs) Mario. So I'm about to go into the pipe. There's a pipe that then basically ports you from 3D into 2D. And now you are. We've gone flat. So now I'm a 2D character. So now everything is. Yeah. So you're a 2D character on a, on the side of a, a rock face. So it really just looks like a screen. And it's the old Super Mario Brothers graphics, like the 8 bit, you know. You can see the shape that Mario is in. It's a little portly there, huh? Yeah, that's. Uh, I remember reading about the shape of Mario as he progressed through the years. Oh, really? And like, I think Super Mario Brothers was where he was at his, uh, as you would say, portly, portliest. And then he kind of, he's always had uh, a bit of the 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 a belly. I feel like plumbers everywhere should just, you know, boycott Mario. Be like, this is not representative of our physique. <laughs> you know, the the plumber stereotypes must stop. So then uh, I'm, I'm going, uh, it, it's, 
it's like a vertical thing where I'm smashing blocks and I'm slowly progressing up the mountain, but in 2D space. And watch this, hon. Mm-hmm. So right here, it it if you imagine like a cube, you can actually wrap around the corner just like so, and it rotates like the screen, but you're still in 2D world. So it's just imagine like rotating around a cube. And look, a moon. Hello, moon. Yeah, so it's basically, you know, Daki's explanation. You're kind of like, imagine uh, a 3D cube with like a jumbotron on every side and you're uh, like uh, on the uh, screen of the jumbotron going from one side of the cube to the other. And, and basically what what's about to happen here, hon? You're going to, you know... I'm going to jump out. Jump out and you'll go 3D again. A much trimmer 3D. Now, am I remembering this correctly, but in Super mm. Mario Brothers for Super Nintendo, you could choose to be Mario or Luigi, right? Super for Nintendo. For uh, Super Nintendo. For Super Nintendo. I don't recall. Because I feel that I always played Luigi, which means at some point I had a choice. And I would always choose Luigi. Or I would do a two-player game and then play both controls because you had extra lives. I don't recall. Especially when it comes to uh, Super Mario World. I remember um, there are certain games where... um, what is it? The the Super Mario 2 for regular Nintendo. You could actually be Toad, you can be Princess, and they all had like different mechanics to them. Like like Princess could float. Luigi had like an insane, like very big floaty jump. What system is that on? Regular Nintendo 8-bit. Oh, okay. So I I am not sure. I, I think Mario has always been the main character. I think they've had spin-offs like Luigi's Mansion Ooh, or something. Yeah. So. I was always a Luigi fan. Granted, it was probably because he wasn't Mario and he was taller and green and he was different. So I liked him. Ready? You want me to fight this first boss? Sure. Here we go. So uh, something that also happens in this uh, in Mario is that they never ever like throw, uh, especially in the beginner levels, they don't throw like, like a, a ton of hard mechanics. Hard mechanics meaning like almost impossible like jumps or uh, these super hard uh, enemies to beat right out of the gate. And what what they did in the beginning is they introduced like some very basic jumping mechanics and they introduced as you said the the like throwing the hat and possessing an enemy and that oh you can control the enemy this way. Mm-hmm. And what they do is that they sprinkle little challenges through throughout the levels and it builds on that. They never go too hard with it. And so this first boss that I'm going to fight uh, has a big golden uh, chomp-chomp attached <laughs> to her. a fabulous uh, <laughs> a Kentucky Derby hat on. Uh, it's like a big, bu- a big bunny mobster uh, wife uh, uh, boss. Yeah. So I'm about to fight her. Here we go. And I think probably to your point about dun, the, dun, 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 dun. the directions, is because a lot of the people who play Mario are kids. Yeah, the kids play Mario. So, so yeah. yeah, you definitely need that, especially with with no actual physical manual. So, I am guessing since I am able to swing the chomp chomps into barriers and break them, I'm going to have to possess. No, there we go. And then we get away from her, possess the thing, and then release it and, and bash her with it. And I would describe this this boss. So it's a a giant bunny rabbit like a mobster's wife to your point with a Kentucky Kentucky Derby hat with like a string of pearls um, you know really red lipstick really I would say gaudy I'm gonna die no oh, nope. don't do it don't do it she's, she's just unhappy she's uh-huh. just you know she's been waiting too long for her husband 
supposed to come back from the bar three hours ago, and she's now pissed. I'm I'm mistiming the uh, the oh here we go. Come on! Oh, oh no! No no no! I got it! Oh no! I'm gonna try and get some distance because there we go. Oh no! Did you see that? Mm-hmm. I think it's like two hits to the thing. I'm gonna die. Oh no! <sighs> I wasn't aware that you had to hit it twice with the hat. Terrible. And but here's the thing. Um, as as you mentioned, I collected a bunch of coins, right? Mm-hmm. So every so, single time you die, you just lose a few coins. But I, I collected like a lot of them throughout the level. So it encourages you to remember when I was mentioning like impossible jumps or really mm-hmm. hard looking jumps and falling off cliffs and missing the platforms. It encourages you to keep doing that. It doesn't penalize you too much for quote dying. And I feel that that's a, a newer convention. I mean, when you were when we were younger, like you didn't have that flexibility in Nintendo or Super Nintendo. Like sometimes when you just died, you ran out of lives. That was it. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else you could do. And game over. Yep. Let's see. So that's one hit. So yep. you have to hit it twice with Cappy to yeah, get. Yeah. So watch when I hit her with the cap, it knocks off that pink cap that's on the Chom Chomp right now. I don't know that see I that? ever realized that. I never realized that yet. See, so now the cap is off. So now we can get out of the way. But what I want to try and do is try and get some distance, so mm-hmm. that way, like, I don't have to see this. How she chases after it. Yep. So I'm running away from her, and then I extend a thing, and boom! What is that? Two hits. Right in the face. In the in your that's your tagline, by in the way. In your face. Whenever you, whenever you beat a boss. Oh, yep. did I get it? No, nope. I didn't knock off the hat. In your there face. All right, one, one more. Ka-choo. There we go. Let me go oh, this way. Yeah. This should do it. She's all red. She's all enraged Uh-oh. and stuff. No, no, I'm not getting enough distance. Run, run. Oh, she's tired. There it is. So, boom. <laughs> Literally, as you would say, in your face. In your face. So it's, uh, as I was saying before, the, 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 it builds on like a theme or like a new technique that you learn in a level. Maybe as the, I'm assuming as, as the levels get harder or as you progress in the game, you probably pick up maybe two or three techniques and then you have to keep, and they give you a bunch of little, uh, in order to progress through the level, if you have to like jump higher or reach across this chasm, you have to use the, your newly acquired skills. And they'll do it in a way where the, it, it, it doesn't punish you too much. Like maybe if it's across a chasm, they'll have like uh, like water that you can swim with. So mm-hmm. even if you fail the new jump that you learned or the new whatever, uh, uh, capture the enemy and, and, and control them in a way, you it, it doesn't penalize you. Mm-hmm. It, it actually encourages you, okay, go ahead, try again, try again. But then in later levels, it, you'll probably be introduced to, you know, that... Uh, mechanic that you learned way back in the beginning but this time there's that bottomless chasm it's kind of right. like by this point you should have like kind of mastered yep. mastered this technique so in any case uh i think that's good well there you go i beat the intro level <laughs> of 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 super mario odyssey and uh i think everyone's gotten a little bit of a history lesson behind some of the consoles and and, and mario itself and a little bit of backseat goal setting so, anything else you want to add? No, I think we're good. It snowed a lot today, so everyone on the East Coast, stay stay warm and yes. dry, and uh, talk to you guys soon. And uh, we will have the the future podcast will feature uh, Dr. Tim Vandergast um, this weekend, which we will release at some point, and <laughs> hopefully with our our new goals of our podcast goals of of, 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 of releasing guests and and <laughs> doing proper build up and promo to it. No, oh, we're doing so well with it. Anyway. 
yes thank you to everyone and we'll talk to you soon bye